0: Welcome to Outdoor Adventures with Jason. Each week I bring the world of hunting, fishing, and conservation to you. From the great hunting and fishing opportunities found in the Americas, to the dream safaris located on the dark continent beyond. I'll introduce you to those who are already out in the field living every outdoor enthusiast's dream, as well as outfitters and gear manufacturers that can make those dreams your reality. Killin' Sticks arrows are for the serious hunter, a company that understands the needs of the outdoorsman and provides five different styles of carbon fiber arrows, ranging from hunting to tournament arrows. If you want premium carbon fiber arrows, go to Killin' Sticks, K-I-L-L-N-S-T-I-X.com to review their carbon arrows. For listeners of the Outdoor Adventures with Jason show, use promo code OUTDOORS to get 10% off your first order. Killin' Sticks, where the blood trail begins. Welcome to this week's episode of Outdoor Adventures with Jason. This is going to be a really, really cool episode. I've got Eric Dinger on, and Eric is the founder of Powderhook, and you can find that at Powderhook.com. Eric, how are you doing? Hey,
1: glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great.
0: Powderhook, I found you through a friend, and it's really a neat website that I think everybody should be looking at using and accessing can you uh please explain that a little bit more to the listeners
1: yeah you bet so uh first of all jason thanks for having me on and and uh to those of you uh who are wondering what we just said powder hook is think of it like gunpowder fish hook so powder hook my wife actually came up with that name uh in about five minutes after we start we decided we were going to start this company and uh our mission statement is where we often start. Our mission is access for all. And what we mean by that, Jason, is that through our technology, we want to help somebody, no matter who you are or where you're at, figure out how to access a good day outside. A good day for you might mean you catch more fish or you catch your first fish. It might mean you shoot a deer you've been dreaming about your whole life, or it might mean you go on your first deer hunt. But do uh, our app. Uh, which is where I would direct people. We'd like to help you, if you're listening to this show, have a better day outside tomorrow.
0: You know, really the first step is going out to powderhook.com. And I went out there and once you register, there really is a lot of information at your fingertips uh, that can just provide you details of where to go, what public land is available, what's the good spots, And even more important than that is the community you're trying to build around all that. And uh, that's really what I'd love to talk more in depth about is that community.
1: Sure, yeah. So, Jason, we exist to solve what I think is a major crisis in this country, and and it's the conservation crisis. Um, We think of ourselves as a conservation company. It just so happens that we deliver conservation through a technology like an app rather than um, maybe through a program like Ducks Unlimited or something. And the conservation crisis is looming, as many of your listeners probably know, is upwards of half of the people who are buying a hunting license today. So if you think about your average deer camp, half of the people in your deer camp, on average, won't be hunting 10 years from now. The reason is, the baby boomer generation is nearing what we call the the license cliff, which basically means your average person stops buying hunting and fishing licenses at around the age of 67 or eight. And the biggest group of funders of conservation in the history of the world is the baby boomer generation in the United States. And they're going to stop in the next 10 years on average. What that means for us uh, as a society, is downright scary because if you're listening to this show, I, I hope you're aware of how hunting and fishing licenses fund the conservation that happens all around us every day. And, and between the licenses and the excise tax that hunters and anglers pay on the gear that they buy, we uh, amount to upwards of 60 65% of all conservation funding in the United States just through buying a license and buying gear related to hunting and fishing. And when you think about half of 68 or 60% of our market going away over the next 10 years, that's a scary thing for, for conservation in general. And so what our community does is we're trying to facilitate a knowledge transfer between the people who know what to do and where to go and how to do it. And people who might be looking for that information. And we do that through our app in a, in a little program inside of our app we call digital mentoring. If you're a hunter today, you're an angler today. I could ask you to shut your eyes, and you could imagine the person who taught you. That person's your mentor, and almost everybody who hunts or fishes in this country has had somebody take the time to show them. Well, the problem with that is, is there's just simply not as many of those people doing that anymore. And so, what we've built through Powder Hook is some technology that can be sort of a mentor in your pocket, or, or a help desk, if you will. So, if, if you're new to the outdoors and you're in a an area where maybe you don't know where to go or you're not sure how to do it or you're traveling and you're in a new area and you're not sure of a local game law or what the deer are doing in a specific area or if the elk rut is over, you can use our app and a digital mentor from wherever you're at in the country will come on and and give you an answer to your question and try to help you have a better day outdoors.
0: As, As folks get in there and look at the app, but you've partnered up with some major, major people in the conservation world from the uh, National Wild Turkey Federation to the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation I mean you've wide open spaces Theodore Roosevelt Conservation Partnership you've got them all there so it really it's really a testament to what you're building
1: Yeah I think so and I think I think it may even be more than what we're building I think it's that there are a lot of organizations and a lot of companies in this industry who make their money and their livelihood on the people who hunt and fish. And as people become more and more aware of what's happening in this market, I think they're looking to companies like ours to bring new solutions and different ways of looking at, at the outdoor industry to them. And and I think that's part of what what has allowed us to form the kinds of partnerships and relationships we have in this industry, because we really are making our best faith effort to try and solve the problem that's most important to every business and every conservation organization in this country. We have got to find ways to get new people going at scale. Half, there's 14 million hunters in the United States, and half of them won't hunt 10 years from now. It means in order to have stasis in our market, in order to be flat, we've got to have 7 million new people join us in the next 10 years. That's a serious quantity. And I think people are looking for solutions, not unlike Powderhook, and, and there's lots of others, but uh, Powderhook is one way in, in which we can try and take a bite out of that number.
0: Well, and explain to the listeners, so they go out to powderhook.com, and they go in, they, they sign up. They're also going to see something called a Powderhook Pro. Uh, could you explain what the sure. difference is between those two?
1: Yeah, thanks. So uh, where we want your listener to go is we want you to go to the website, and you'll see the links to download the app. And the app is free, and the website is free. There's a bunch of resources in both the app and website. And I'll give you a couple of examples. So there's almost 700,000 places in Arm that you can hunt nationwide. There's over 10,000 outdoor events that you can register for. So everything from the Ducks Unlimited and, and NWTF event in your area to maybe something you don't know about, like a three-gun competition or a fishing tournament or, you know, the Cabela's store in your region might be having a Learn to Tie a Fly clinic this weekend. And, and all we're trying to do with the app and website is get things in front of people that can help them. And where we don't already have answers, we want a community of people to support them. But we want all of that to be free, going back to our mission. Our mission statement is access for all. All means all. All doesn't mean all that can pay. All doesn't mean all 42-year-old white people. It doesn't mean all 16-year-old you know, inner-city kids. It doesn't mean anything but all. And we can't charge if all means all to the end user. But where we can charge is on the business side of things, and that's what Powderhook Pro is. is if you think about digital mentoring... What mentors do is they answer questions and help people. So a good example of what happens in our app every day is somebody from Austin, Texas might say, are the fish biting at Lake Austin? Or where's the best place uh, to you know, meet somebody else who wants to buy a deer lease? Or how do I check my deer in? Or any number of thousands, millions, frankly, questions related to the outdoors. The people who answer you, can be, called, can be what we call digital mentors. And those people, there are really three kinds of them. There are some digital mentors who just do it out of the goodness of their heart because they want to see hunting and fishing go on into the future. But there's a second kind of person, and those people represent brands through our Powderhook Pro program. So what we're doing with brands is we sell them basically branded digital mentoring programs. Here's the, here's the scoop, basically. We're going to people like Cabela's or National Wild Turkey Federation, like you said, Rocky Mountain Health Foundation, any number of these organizations. And we're saying the best way you can market your business is to help somebody catch a fish this afternoon if that's what they want to do. The best way to market your business is to solve your customer's problem. There's just never been a model to do that before like Powderhook where we can mentor people at scale because some of our mentors represent businesses. They might be a pro staffer for a company or a brand ambassador. But what they are is a knowledgeable person who has some information that can help another person. And what we do through Powderhook Pro is we put the questions in front of them such that they can help our our user. The brands pay for that because in exchange for the right to answer more questions and help more people, we give them their brand exposure in our app. You can't buy ads we don't sell advertising and we don't sell customer information what we do sell is the chance for a brand to help a customer who really wants help right now in a local area and when they do that they can start a a relationship with that customer probably a new person to the industry in a way that really they can't anywhere else
0: what great exposure on both sides the person gets help and then the company gets to put in front of it what works best for them and i was I was looking at the website. You do you have events listed across here? Public waters for somebody to fish. There's there's just a plethora of information out there. You talk about replacing seven million hunters just to stay the same same status quo. What is it? About ten percent of the population is uh, actively considers themselves a hunter.
1: Yeah, it's, it's probably closer to five. You know, there's what, 340 million people in the country and there's 14 million licensed hunters. So I guess, let me do that math quick. know that.
0: Yeah, I think you're right, uh, right on about that. So when you're looking at that, uh, we've got a, a huge amount of people that don't hunt. They're not adverse to it. They just don't have that mentor. And to look at a modern compound bow or a rifle and have nobody that's there to talk to you or teach you, that's a fairly intimidating thing to try and overcome. And even if you go into a big box store, a uh, Cabela's, a Bass Pro and you pick up let's say a crossbow, you shoot it a few times and you're comfortable. Shooting at targets is one thing. Actually going out in the field buying a hunting license and finding your whatever you're hunting for is a whole different story. So this digital mentorship thing is I think fantastic.
1: Right. And and Jason, I think you're hitting on something very important about our business. So, you know, you might think, "Oh my god, 7 million, how are we going to get those people?" Well, there are hundreds of thousands of people shooting in the National Archery in Schools Program. There are tens of thousands of people shooting in trap leagues, uh, high school, middle school, trap leagues throughout the country. There are tens and tens and tens of thousands of Boy Scouts and 4-H members. And and even inside of our industry, there are tens of thousands of people going through Hunter Ed every year that won't hunt. All we're trying to do, is a very simple proposition really, is we're trying to say, if you enjoy archery, hop in the app, and we can help you take another step. And, and the reason for that, the help desk nature or the, the mentoring nature of our app is no one knows what the right next step is for each individual person. But what we do know is that someone locally can help them with their question. So that question could be, you know, hey, I, I'm part of the archery in the schools program and I've always wanted to hunt. Uh, what do I do next? Well, the right answer for that kid or person Maybe uh, why don't you come shoot in a three three D archery tournament this weekend so you can get used to shooting at natural targets. It might be why don't you hop in the truck with you know my four H crew that's that's going out on a youth hunt this weekend or come to the Pheasants Forever youth hunt or it might be something completely different than that. And the the, the problem I think or the challenge in our industry is we think we're going to get to this place where we know what to do next for everybody that's not what our mentors did for us. Our mentors were there for us when we had questions. They invited us, they told us about things, they maybe brought us to the Ducks Unlimited banquet, and then they maybe brought us to a, learn to a fry walleye class. And then they brought us to a family fishing night. It was this completely random, almost hard to predict assortment of things that put hunting and fishing in our blood. And we can't necessarily replicate all of that through technology but we can sure help people get from, you know, national archery in the schools program to 3D archery tournament. Somebody locally can direct you from point A to point B there. And so that's really the the hotbed, if you will, of where we're going to get the next generation of hunters is these, there are millions in aggregate of people who are doing things like shooting or like camping or like um, long range target shooting that are really likely candidates to take another step forward into hunting we just need to reduce friction and make it much easier for them
2: to do so.
0: There's a lot of competition now that didn't exist. For example, when I was a kid, it was where I grew up in the thumb of Michigan. It was expected that you would just, you'd go to Hunter's Ed class. It was taught after school. It wasn't that I'm not going. You just went. And Yeah,
1: that's got, me too. It's just part of who I am. It's part of what we do around here.
0: Yeah, you got your Hunter's Ed certificate. Our school was closed two days of the year that were not holidays, and that was opening day of pheasant season and opening day of deer season, uh, because Mm -hmm. there just wasn't enough kids that were gonna show up to make it worthwhile. So, well, and there wasn't enough teachers either. (laughs) Probably
1: more of that even,
0: yeah. The school just shut down those two days, knowing that we'll open up the next day, it'll be fine. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't think you see that now, and you've got competition from video games, computers, Anything else that's on their phone that they have access to, their iPod, uh, there's just a plethora of items that we didn't have, and it's it's changed. So I encourage anybody, take somebody outside. Generally, even if they don't get into hunting right away, that exposure to it, uh, that exposure to what it looks like to gut a deer what it looks like to clean a turkey or or fillet fish that's something that everybody should see and understand what that whole process is like and not that they're going to do that the rest of their life but it doesn't hurt them to be exposed to it and and they need a mentor they need somebody to take their hand and help them
1: yep i think that's one of the things that you said there i want to talk about a little bit and that's That we have a lot of competition and there's no question that's true. There's everything from the phone to the, you know, soccer league to who knows. I mean, there's just a lot more variety of things to do here. One of the things that I want your listeners to think about is let's rephrase how we think about that. The phone is nothing more than the newest medium by which kids and people get information. Uh, I have a 17 year old daughter and my daughter's life doesn't happen. Unless it happens through her phone, it's. I'm not even sure she can be happy in the moment unless she can document the moment and share <laughs> it. And I, I have done. I mean, I'm as avid of an outdoorsman as anybody listening to this program, and I have done everything I know how to do to stop that. But there is so much social pressure on her to share her life that it's the norm. And as hunters, anglers, shooters, campers, hikers, bikers, we're just not going to change that. And I think there's a really important difference in the way we look at that potentially, in that we could stop looking at that as competition and look at it as a conduit. We are not going to change culture such that the cell phone goes away. But what we can do is we can use the cell phone as a new way to get new people going. And the same could be said for, you know, the changes in 4H or or the soccer team. What's the end of the year banquet look like for the average soccer club. Well, they're going to go to some golf course or or some meeting hall and have an end of the year banquet. Well, if you love the outdoors and it's important to you to pass it along, why not do that at the trap range? Or why not do that out at the local fishing hole and go catch a fish as a soccer team? I think there's nothing, I don't believe there's anything that anybody can do to change those macro trends in our society. But I do think we can change the way we perceive them and stop fighting them and look at them rather as a, as a conduit to reach our audiences, to reach the new people we need to reach.
0: Very true. The phone is just the tool. And with an app like Powderhook, if the users know, oh, well, I can look up this and, you know, we're going to be in North Carolina, uh, dad's dragging us down to North Carolina, Oh look dad here's a here's an event going on that's outdoor related or there's water to fish near in uh Missouri where we're headed to or Ohio that can really change the scope of of how a trip goes and get everybody involved in trying to find uh stuff that's neat to do either along the way or at the final destination
1: Mhm yeah I agree and I you know again there is some irony in a guy who builds an app saying, Hey, I want to get people off their phones, but (laughs) there, there really is more momentum for that dang cell phone. I'd use a different word if it was just you and I in the duck blind, but I'll say dang for now that cell phone's not going anywhere. And the sooner we get over that and start to look at that as a tool to help meet our goals uh, in terms of getting people outside and gasp away from their phone, giving them reasons to stare at the sunrise rather than you know, take a picture of it from their deck, the sooner we bite that bullet and just say, you know, we're not going to fight some of these trends. We have to amend the way we think and capitalize on these trends in in ways that maybe none of us had thought about yet. I think only then are we going to become relevant again.
0: Well, and, and as you look across now, how long has Powderhook been out and available for people to use?
1: Yeah, we launched the app. Uh, We've actually been around for uh, almost four years now. Um, When we started the business, we were trying to uh, provide day access to private land. So uh, you would go on our app and you could, or on our on our website and you could basically go to a property and rent it by the day. So it was sort of like a short-term leasing. Um, Maybe some of your listeners have heard of VRBO.com or Airbnb.com probably like an airbnb.com for the outdoors, um, click on a parcel of land, rent it by the day. Um, we failed miserably at that. And since then have changed what we're doing into this, this mentoring thing. And, and so, uh, just a different way to approach the same problem.
0: As you look, any plans as you, as you build this up to expand into say Canada?
1: Uh, yeah. Um, The beautiful thing about a technology resource is it can be available anywhere in the world with some language translation things. Um, And frankly, the reason that we're not in other countries yet is just there is so much data that we have on places to go and things to do in the United States that we wouldn't be able to deliver in terms of the experience in other countries yet. But we absolutely can get there. It's just it's going to take time.
0: Well, and the reason I asked that is because I wanted to point out something really neat. You're located in Nebraska, correct? hmm But you're doing something really neat with the website, and it's launching this week. But listeners, you'll be, uh, unfortunately, a couple weeks behind. But I encourage you to go out to powderhook.com. Uh, you're launching what's called an externship.
1: Yeah, we're we're pretty excited about it. So at Powderhook, we believe that the things that we want in this industry are going to happen because of what we call collisions. And what I mean by a collision is we can't program our way into 7 million new hunters. There's just no amount of family fishing night and take a kid hunting programs and There's just simply too many big numbers to deal with that no one program, there are are no silver bullets. Where the magic happens in just about everything related to our advocational pursuits is when you get people who are interested in similar things in a room. And so what our externs are gonna do is just that. They're gonna plan events, put on programs, Host cool meetups at the bars or whatever on their college campuses. And the only real prerogative is that we get people of like mind in a room. Because when we do that, if if you're invited to a FAC at some college bar by one of your college buddies, and the topic of the night is we're going to plan hunting trips or we're going to figure out, you know, what's this fall look like? there's a really good chance that you can develop a cohort of people who are going to hunt together and maybe even do so for the rest of their lives. But it's that collision that matters. We can't make this stuff happen, but we can put people in a room who are excited about it and they can make it happen. And that's really what the externs will be working on. We're starting on seven campuses uh, this year and hopefully we'll expand that quite a bit going into next year. But uh, these seven campuses are going to create collisions in the name of a tailgate, or it could be an FAC at a bar, or it could be a, a digital Meetup or any number of things, but uh, they're going to try and get people on campuses who uh, are interested in hunting and fishing uh, into a room and see what comes with it.
0: Now, do you already have the people lined up at those seven campuses? Uh, We have some. uh, The campuses are
1: uh, Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, University of Nebraska, Kansas, Kansas State, South Dakota State, North Dakota State, and Iowa State. And uh, we have some at each, uh, but we're aiming for 10 on each campus. And so if some of your listeners have a, uh, uh, college kid in their life, or or are a college kid, and you're interested in in such a thing, uh, hit us up um, and just visit our website, and you'll see a link to the externs there. And uh, we hope to make it a pretty cool and, and fun experience, in that it's something that you can add to your resume, and and uh, we'll have people like yourselves do uh, webinars with them uh, to kind of talk about, you know, how did I make my way in this industry, and and what would I do if I was a 20 year old college sophomore if I could go back and start over.
0: We'll have a lot of that kind of opportunity to learn from others in the industry
1: such that uh, hopefully you can get a job one day in, in the area you care about.
0: Yeah, that's really cool. So if you're sending a kid off to school and he or she is going to any one of those campuses, and again, go to powderhook.com uh, to, to go in there and look and get all the specifics. But if you're sending your kids off to one of those campuses and they're into hunting or fishing, get in touch with Eric, get in touch with Powderhook so he can he can put everybody together to uh, let them make things happen. You got it. If somebody is not going to one of those seven schools, do you still want to hear from them?
1: Yeah. What we've done is uh, we're going to do a little bit of a wait list. And what we'll do is we'll launch on the campuses where we have a, the biggest wait lists kind of in, in priority order. So if we find out that uh, LSU has you know a big group of kids that want to do the extern program, we'll launch next at LSU. So
0: Absolutely, if you've got a college kid in your life,
1: send them our way and and uh, hopefully we 'll be able to get onto their campus here uh, sometime soon
0: trust me it 's far better that they hook up with an organization like Powderhook instead of some group that 's wanting to end hunting there 's enough pressure as the baby boomers, as you said, exit out of the hunting lifestyle that we don 't want to lose kids and everything to an organization that 's trying to hurt the lifestyle
1: yeah, you got it well and there's i mean there 's a lot you can do on college campus right so we 're not the only game in town, but man for the, or even are interested in the things we're interested in. We want to be one of those neat ways to, to take steps forward.
0: So we've got the website built up where are look on the externships, got the United States that you're covering. And I'm assuming as you go forward and build up more and more data is added to make the website just that much more user-friendly. Uh, how's the communities going? Are you getting a lot of traction?
1: Yeah, great question. So uh, the community part of our business, uh, launched in September of last year. And we really focused on launching it in Nebraska. And we got about oh, t- nine, ten thousand 10,000 people in Nebraska signed up. And from there, we've been sort of organically growing until this fall when we'll kick out some, some bigger promotions uh, regionally. Um, the app works very well in every nook and cranny of the country, but the community is most active in the places where we've done the most promotion. So uh, all told, in our world, we have about 120,000 people And, uh, you know, where those people are the most dense, not as in the dumbest or (laughs) thickest (laughs) headed, but as in where we have the most people in one concentrated area is where the app experience is best, simply because uh, you have more people around to answer your questions and to help. Um, that's where the app will perform the best in terms of the community facet. But uh, in every, I mean, I challenge, I would challenge your listeners. I'll bet you, in fact, write me an email, ericatpowderhook.com. If there isn't a place to hunt on our map within 50 miles of where you live, I'll bet you, I'll send you a powder hook decal. If there isn't a place to hunt within 50 miles of your house in our app, I'll bet you a decal that there is. If there's not, shoot me an email, ericatpowderhook.com, and I'll send you a decal.
0: There you go. And that's, that's amazing the amount just the sheer amount of data that's that's put at your hands as you move in there and this really works in conjunction with a lot of other apps so it's not a and i want to encourage folks to realize that this is not a competition for apps this is actually uh The other hunting apps. This actually enhances them. This is an enhancement that allows you to work with other hunting apps even better. So this is one that really, really needs to be on your phone. Needs to be one that you're using. I think you can plan so many hunts. Like you said, if you're headed to Texas to Wyoming and you're planning on doing a a do-it-yourself pronghorn hunt, well, you want to get on there and find out from somebody. Hey, how do I do this? How, once I get up there, what's the best way to start and get going? By finding a mentor up there, I, I think that's a phenomenal um, time saver, friendship builder, and just great way to give back to this sport that we, we all want to give more to it in various ways. And this is a great way to do it.
1: That's a great way to say it, uh, Jason. And I, I think the best example I could give you of that is if you travel to fish, this is a good example. Uh, and it's actually the, the whole root of the idea itself. Every time I travel to fish, and I'll ask you open-ended, Jason. We, I promise we haven't scripted this. But, Jason, what's the first thing you do when you show up in a town that you're going to fish in?
0: Oh, you go to the bait store.
1: Right. And what, why?
0: A, to get bait, and B, to ask where, it's, where the fish are biting. <laughs>
1: you got it. So that's really what we're trying to capture in the app is the where are they biting, where are they hiding, what's the rut look like, What's the how deep are the walleyes, what's the hatch look like. All of those questions you can get answered from your toilet if you're sitting there. You can get your questions answered before you even go up uh, to that place that you're visiting. And, and the reason we did that is because this new generation of people isn't going to do what we did. They're not going to do it the same way. And so if we keep thinking, man, well, we can just get that information at the boat shop or at the bait shop when we show up in, you know, Webster, South Dakota to catch walleyes or, you know, in Athens, Georgia to to catch catfish. If we think that young people are going to do that. Just like we did it, we're just lying to ourselves. My daughter would never, ever in a million years think of going to the bait shop and asking a bunch of questions of the guy behind the counter. She would in her phone. And so I think the information we all want when we hunt and fish, you can't necessarily get from a map or from a, you know, uh, uh, you use, uh, so name a couple, you know, Onyx Maps is an app I use. Scout Look is an app I use. Those are tremendous utilities for hunting and fishing. And by all means, part of my kit, like I absolutely use them. But where we pick up is kind of where they leave off. And what we're trying to do is give people the sort of feeling of a local, the feeling that you get when you go into the bait shop and, and pick the brain of the guy behind the counter. You can now get through an app. And we're not doing that to hurt the business of the bait shop. In fact, the tools we've built on the pro side are specifically built to to help a bait shop. But what we're doing is we're saying a 22 year old college student, it doesn't think the way the rest of us think. And we can meet them part way and give them the local scoop they want through their phone and then they can go to the bait shop.
0: Let me ask you, uh, when you look at the mentorship side of it, the and even the pro side of it, I'm looking at this thinking that that you've got things like um, NWTF and the Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation. They're they're partnered up on the pro side, but I've got to believe that groups like hunting and shooting groups, local um, you know sportsmen's clubs, would also be a prime target for belonging and helping out on this on this app. Yeah,
1: you got it. So it, you don't have to pay to be a mentor in our app. Uh, you can just. If you have a local sportsman's club and uh, the future of the outdoors is important to you and you want to try something different, just just download the app. Uh, you'll see that there's a digital mentoring area and go sign up to be a mentor. It doesn't cost anything. And frankly, it doesn't take that much time. You know, for, for the average uh, mentor, you're probably looking at a couple minutes a week. And I'll tell you, there's something really cool that happens when in a minute, literally you'll get a push notification in the app and in a minute, You can go and make sure that somebody catches a fish this afternoon. That's pretty neat. There aren't a lot of things that I do that I get more fired up about than when somebody takes my recommendation in our app and goes out and has some luck. That's pretty cool. Like, you know, it's not going to replace the ongoing mentorship people provide to young people and to, to new people. I'm meant to do that. But what I can do in a minute is I can help somebody catch fish at the lake I fished yesterday. I don't have to give them my spot. I don't have to tell them, you know, here's the X, here's the the shelf to fish or, or here's exactly where to set up on public land, but I can help them get pretty darn close and I can get them started and I can make it easier on them. And as much as we may not like hearing that, making things easier on people is what is happening in every single industry and if we act like that's not going to have to happen in this industry we'll just go by the wayside and I don't want to see that happen
0: no they they have to have some and think about this when I was a kid you weren't necessarily taken out onto Lake Huron to fish right off the bat you were taken to a trout pond so you'd have some success you get excited about catching fish because once you have that excitement then you can be transferred out to Lake Huron and say well buddy Nothing bit today, but it was still a good day to be out there just hanging out. And you understand that, That, but if you take somebody and they've got day after day of nothing, they'll find something else that's exciting to them. And you don't want to do that. You want to get that initial success to have some fun, to get them intrigued and hooked so that they they want to come back and experience more and more and more. You got it. Well, this was really informative, Eric. I, not only do I appreciate your time, well, this is your business it's also a labor of love. Nobody, This is not an app that somebody just sets out to say, I think I'll make an outdoors app without having a passion for that. So I commend you on what you've done.
1: Thanks. Yeah, it's, I'm glad you picked up on that because certainly when you build a technology company, there's a lot of investment that goes into it. Um, but the biggest investment by far and away has been you know, the... I hate to say it this way, but you know, a familial one on my apartment. I my wife works and she's really carried the weight of, of our family's well being while I try and make a difference in this industry. And I'm I'm so proud of that because we pay the price to be able to do this. And I, and I'm not saying that for sympathy, I'm just saying that our intentions are pure. We are not in this to get rich quick. There's no there is no motivation here other than trying to make a difference. And we could very well be wrong in our approach, and I imagine there's several of your listeners thinking, this guy's nuts, and that may be true. Um, but I'm giving it everything I got, and our team is giving it everything we got to try and make a difference in this industry.
0: There's really not any other app like this. There are apps you mentioned and we'll use Onyx Maps as an example. They're great to to delve down onto a specific piece of property and make sure you're on state land. But first, got to find that state land. And you do that on Powderhook. You find that land, and then you use that other. That's why this app, I think, is so important. And it's the, it's the initial planning stages to then dovetail off to any other app you would use. But this is where you go. Powderhook.com is where you go. Powderhook app is where you go to actually start the planning process.
1: I hope you're right, you know, that's what we're going for. I hope that the, the listeners of your show tell a million of their best friends because uh, the more folks we get into the uh, the app, the better it will get for everybody. So uh, I hope you're right, you know, and I think it's important that the people know that, you know, while we probably compete for real estate with other apps, what we're doing in terms of our digital mentoring and the way that we make money, um, helping brands help customers is not something I've seen in any other industry. And it's built specifically for this industry to solve that that participation problem. We got to get a lot more people going and maybe that requires a business model we've never seen anywhere else. And so I hope that you're right. I hope that people will find a home for us. Uh, Certainly I enjoy opening the app on a routine basis and seeing who's catching what. And it's some one way to think about it. It's kind of like you in the past probably went to a message board or maybe even still go to a message board. That's basically what you'll see when you first open the app is there's a message board in there that's relevant to your specific area and that's kind of fun just to see you know guys are catching fish or deer moving or whatever's going on in the area it's kind of fun to just follow along anyway so
0: yeah i think this is a great app so uh, eric i can't tell you how much i appreciate the time Uh, i know it's starting to get late in family time there for you so i don't want to keep you on any longer i look forward to delving into this more talking to you more in the future and seeing how this works out because i i really think that this is the app that everybody should be using for any type of planning across the united states i really want my listeners to uh, go out check this out and and enjoy it and use it
1: thanks jason i appreciate you doing that and uh, i appreciate having the chance to tell our story today
0: well, thank you, and uh, you have a wonderful evening, and I really appreciate the time.
1: You too. Take care.
0: Thank you.
2: Come early spring, it's getting green. Fisher on the bed, and hear those turkeys gobble. Rang in my head The winter rides bass boat, here comes another year Yeah, we command the outdoors round here Oh, we command the outdoors Yeah, we command the outdoors Come summertime, we're feeling fine Fishing on the lake Flipping jigs and Carolina rigs From early morning till real late Bonfires on the creek bank Kick back a couple beers Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we Yeah, we command the outdoors Next year's doves until you know winter's on the way Brushing blinds and deer stands The fever starts to creep Fill our freezers full of ducks, lots of tender deer Yeah, we command the outdoors around here Yeah, we We command the outdoors Yeah, we we command the outdoors So grab your guns and shells, boys Put on your camouflage Cause we command the outdoors Round here We command the outdoors